1: You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, did you enjoy your Sunday of football with the Cowboys winning, the Giants and Eagles both losing and the Steelers losing? It was a pretty great weekend, right? I, I I'm indifferent to the Steelers. I uh but uh unlike <laughs> some people on
0: this uh on this uh, chat. Um but uh, yes, I mean obviously everything else was uh was just with the doctor order it, I would say.
1: Yeah, you don't get too many of those weekends where Two teams in your division lose and you win. It just it doesn't seem to happen very often. So it happened in week to, two too. Then it didn't it happen. Like then
0: all the teams, like including Washington, yeah. lose. Yeah, in week I think, two. I think, I, think? I
1: think it did happen. It's so been kind of alternating weeks. Crazy the first four weeks of the season this year have been maybe the most unpredictable that I've ever seen. But hmm. that's football in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, so let's go ahead and talk about the Cowboys' week four win over the Detroit Lions. A fascinating game. Um, it came right down to a Brett Maher field goal. The Cowboys win 24-26. to 26. Let's go ahead and start with Dak Prescott, like we always do on this show. Uh, I think easily the best game of his uh, season, 17-27 uh, to 27 for 255 yards. Now people can stop using that. He hasn't passed over 200 yards in X amount of game stat. Uh, he, two touchdowns, pass rating of 118.6. What did you think of, about Dak in this uh, week four game against the Lions? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, again, it's definitely a much bigger
0: step in the right direction. You know, I think that this is kind of a lot closer to what, uh, they were, they're thinking about, obviously. I mean, you know, I think a, a lot of this was about execution on some ends. And, and I feel like even if the execution was a, a, even a little bit better, his numbers would have been better because I feel like there were some drops. Um, there were some, uh, Uh, you know, there's a couple different plays where I think there was questionable, no calls on some of those uh, passes that probably would have been completed. Um, but you know, I mean, that that's going to happen, but I think the idea is, is that, you know, he, uh, he played pretty well. He, he still has the same, you know, he's still developing as a, as a guy who's staying inside the 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 pocket as a passer, it's still not perfect yet. Um, but it's getting better. And I think that's the trend and that's, that's what you're looking for is trending upwards. Um, I, I, and I think that, you know, the rest of the game to me, uh, it's, it, he was, he seemed comfortable. And I think that is, uh, a, a tribute to the execution along the offensive line, which was a ton better by guys like Tyrant Smith and Zach Martin. We haven't seen any all 22 tape yet, but I mean, just by the natural way that he was able to move around of the pocket, um, and the fact that he, yeah, people were yelling and rightfully so that he wasn't stepping up into the pocket the fact that the pocket was there is it means that it was a, a an improvement right, for the right. offensive line blocking so um able to get the ball down a little bit more uh saw a, a, several really good throws down the field um pretty throws that were right where they needed to be um so i you know I, again uh, this isn't you know, everyone, everyone every week, it's, it's, we're going back and forth and win, loss, you know, it's good, bad. Everyone every week wants to come up and declare victory, you know, every time that their argument <laughs> gets made. Like this, it's, it, this sure. is not what, this is not what this is. Like th- this is not a, 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 an exercise to validate your narrative. This is, <laughs> this is a team trying to get better to win uh, football games. And so I, I think sometimes when you're in the process of, getting better you know it's two steps forward one step back and so i think this is getting it's getting better you know like the the passing game is what we're talking about specifically is is getting better now a lot of it obviously was helped and buoyed by the run game which is obviously what we'll talk about next but i think that is by design if if anything
1: yeah and you kind of have to talk about the run game and the passing game together in this one because you know we spoke on thursday about how the Cowboys offensive line should dominate this front seven. I even said that they have a college level front seven with some of their guys in their defensive line. And you saw that. They they just they really couldn't pressure Dak consistently. I know there was a couple times where they sacked him or they you know, they got near him, but for the most part Prescott felt comfortable in the pocket and the running game certainly helped in this one. Ezekiel Elliott had a monster game and I would even argue uh that this might have been the best game of his career considering uh, what so. he did yeah. yeah what he did in the in the rushing game as well as in the receiving game also considering you know he's battling an ankle injury uh, it's pretty clear that he's not 100% uh, he had to take himself out of a couple drives and out, out of a couple plays and that's just not like him but he totaled uh 240 yards and a touchdown on 29 touches uh, a warrior-like performance from Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, tell us what you thought about Elliott in, in Week Four. Yeah, I mean, I think uh,
0: the the running game success was something that I think that we all expected to happen. I mean, I, I mean, you know, there's hope, but I think there's a, there was obviously a, a certain level of ex- expectation that it would happen as well, um, and so I, I feel like I, I feel like you know. When you they found a way to kind of get Zeke a little bit more involved in a couple different ways in the passing game, that obviously helped a lot. I mean, having the pass, the play action element, um, married, marrying the, the, the passing, the running game helped a lot as well. Um, and, and I think, you know, they, they set them some things up so that, you know, they were doing a lot of kind of motioning him into the backfield from the split out wide. Um, and they were waiting, I think, for, you know, this. For them to to stop rotating a safety out to him and try to get a linebacker on him, and when they did, they they took advantage and they and they ran him down the field, and he made you know probably the the game winning catch, you know, if you want to look at it that way. Um, right. So uh, I think you know I I think that as a whole, the I agree probably his best performance individual performance so far as a young pro. Um, you know, just in the same way, again, like just look at the contrast of just three players like Tyron Smith, Zach Martin, and and Zeke Elliott versus last week versus this week. I think you'll see that there is a marked difference in all their play. They clearly didn't feel like I mean, I'm assuming they clearly didn't feel like they played well previous week, uh, and so. You know, I, I think they came out this week, and, and we've heard it from you know, people about Zeke. He had a, a, a something extra, you know, this Sunday. So, uh, you know, I, I feel like they felt they needed to put it upon themselves to write this ship, and and I, they came out there and did what they had to do on Sunday. So, uh, you know, kudos to them, and and yeah, Zeke, I mean just a master performance. I mean, just running, receiving, you know, the screenplay, he set it up perfectly, used his speed to get away from the initial runners, then slowed it down to set up the the blocks to allow it, you know, on that 40-yard run he had when they ran from 13 personnel, just, you know, I mean, just so, he's so natural. Like, his ability to slow down and be patient to wait for the blocks development while there's a defensive tackle reaching for him. And if you watch the play, he swats the defensive lineman's Hand away from him to tackle him without even looking. He's not even looking at the guy. Like he's looking down the field. He's looking at the blocking, at the setups. He just mind, you know, just without looking, swipes the hand away, just completely preventing the tackle, and then steps up into the hole before the guy can recover to get to him, and he's off the races. You know, and it's stuff like that. It's just like that's preternatural, freakish stuff that you can't be taught. You know, and it's like. So I just feel like he went out there and showed us who he is. And, and I think the, you know, toughed out a lot of uh, physical runs that, you know, I think clearly he was, like you said, not 100% on. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, was able to do what he needed to do all throughout the game from start to finish uh, to, uh, to, to lead this team to victory and to be the kind of catalyst that he needs to be on this offense.
1: I want to take us back to a conversation that we had before the 2016 drafts. And you might not even remember this podcast that we did, but this was when uh, you were doing the Blogging the Boys podcast. Uh, we were kind of talking about Ezekiel Elliott and Derrick Henry. And I asked you guys, I remember asking you guys, what is so special about Ezekiel Elliott? And the response that both you and Joey Eggs gave was... He doesn't have a weakness. Everything he does, he does really well. And you saw that on Sunday. He ran zone, he ran toss, they ran a sweep with him. He caught the ball down the field. He caught the ball on a screen. He was an ex- he was excellent in pass protection. Everything that you want from a running back, he showed it on Sunday. So just a, a, an awesome performance by him. The team ran for 183 yards on 35 carries. Uh, an impressive game by their rushing attack, specifically that offensive line, Ezekiel Elliott. Um, let's pause for a second so I can tell you guys about my bookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. Trust me, guys, they are your best bet this season. They have been in the business for years. They have great reviews online, and their mobile site is so easy to use. Lay down some cash and win big today. I would only recommend a service to my listeners that has been good to me in the past. And that's why I'm urging you guys to make your way to my bookie. You win, they pay. They have in game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business. And for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet the over under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. Join now and my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Use promo code locked on to activate that offer. Visit MyBookie online today. That's MyBookie, and don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON when creating your account to claim the bonus. You play, you win, you get paid. All right, let's move on to the defense. There's a lot to talk about in this one. Uh, Not an overly dominating performance by the Cowboys defense. Uh, They gave up 24 points. They didn't take the ball away. Um, so not their best performance, but not a a horrific performance either. But I want to start with Demarcus Lawrence, who is turning into a superstar, uh, you know, before our eyes. Not only is he a dominant pass rusher, I would argue he maybe be the best run defender on the team. Just an outstanding performance by Lawrence on Sunday. Landon, what did you see from Lawrence and the rest of the Cowboys pass rushers uh, in, on Sunday's game? Well, I mean,
0: Lawrence obviously is having a defensive player of the year type season so far. I mean, I think that's not exaggerating at all. Just looking at the overall numbers and of tackles and, and you know, sacks he's got, it's been pretty impressive, I guess is the best way to say it. But at the very least, breathtaking in some ways. Um, he, you know, and I think a lot of the issue last week was... You know that he was being very blocked, and there was no one on the right. other side to kind of take up the space. Because you know it's fine if they're going to overblock Demarcus Lawrence, uh, but if they're going to do that, then we need that other side to, uh, uh, you know, kind of come out and, and do something and make 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 noise. Something. They gotta be able to provide something because otherwise, uh, it's just not going to. Uh, it's 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 going to be problematic that's that, that basically demarcus lawrence will never not see a triple team for the rest of his life so um I, to me i think that you know that guy needs to be randy gregory and taco charlton and and you know some of the guys inside we'll talk about david irving a little bit next week or this later this week rather um wednesday I, Returns yeah to practice mean, on Wednesday. yeah so i think that uh I think, you know, last week we didn't get as much of this. This week it was a little bit better. We didn't, no one else got a sack, but I think you saw a little bit better pressure uh, overall. I think that, you know, Gregory didn't get a sack, but was getting closer. You know, Jalen Smith provided pressure a couple different times, Um, you know, and Taco Charlton got it. I think got a tackle for a loss and then, you know, was doing some stuff as well. So, and then again, obviously part of the reason that they, I think that that, you know, Demarcus Lawrence got, had a lot of successes that they also didn't, you know, weren't focusing as much on him. You know, they weren't tr- trying to, they're trying to block across the, you know, across the line. So, uh, again, this is all without seeing any all 22 tape, but I think that, you know, when you, when you have a guy who's winning regularly and they were getting, you know, Demarcus Lawrence on the move, you saw him a twist and stunts and stuff. He beat a guard inside on a twist and they were slanting. And so I, I think, you know, they were getting him, they were moving him like they were getting him against different guys. They were you know, trying a bunch of different matchups and and he was winning. So uh that obviously you know put things into Stafford's head. There were a couple of different times when um you know Stafford had guys open and they couldn't get the ball out because the the rush was getting to him and and, and I think you know it, when it's better I think guys like Stafford won't have as much you know, passing yards because I think a lot of what we are perceiving as blown coverages or what people generally perceive as blown coverages are just unrealistic expectations for corners to be able to hold right, on to their absolutely. man that long. I think that you know there were definitely times, despite the pass rush being better, that the pass rush wasn't getting home when it needed to be and allowing way too much time for a guy like Matthew Stafford with receivers like he has to get open. Because again, you can put these guys in zone, you can put these guys in man but it's impossible to you know that's why these one on ones in, in practice at training camp are unrealistic times because there's no time limit there's no pass rush you know like that's but that's in in a game you only have to cover as long as uh 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 You know, until the the defensive lineman or whoever pressures the quarterback to get rid of the ball, Uh, but if but if if they're not pressuring the quarterback to get rid of the ball, then it's basically seven on seven all over again, and now uh, the quarterback can sling the ball all around. and I've seen Stafford in seven on seven tournaments before, and it's it's not pretty. So um, I think that you know, it's it got better with the pass rush. uh, it needs to get even more better. Um, uh, to uh, and I think you know, like we said, Irving coming back this week hopefully will help alleviate some of that. Maybe even Malik Collins coming back. I don't know what his status is. Uh, and I think that guys like Taco Charlton and 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 um, Randy Gregory and we saw Marcus Armstrong out there again. I, I think those guys are going to continue to get better, and and then that's going to you know just be a, a again a, a progression situation. It's going to hopefully continue to get better as the season get, goes along.
1: So Lawrence got three sacks this week on Ricky Wagner, who is uh, at the very least an above-average right tackle, right? Oh yeah, uh, I would, at the very least, yeah. N- next week he gets Julian Davenport from the Houston Texans. Uh, good luck, Davenport. That one should be fun. Um, this yeah, isn't I, a division
0: I, two uh, defensive, two uh, hundred twenty-pound defensive end, Mister Davenport. This is a this is a different this is a different kind of player.
1: <laughs> that one's gonna be fun all right we need to talk about leighton van Der esch his first start uh for the cowboys in just his 15th start in 11 man football in his career I-, I saw that stat yesterday and it was just mind blowing. <laughs> that's pretty Fifth- crazy 15th that's start nuts. in 11 man football uh his career so um I was impressed. Uh, we kind of talked about him a little bit last week, and I really don't feel like anything changed too much. I still feel like he's the best tackler on the team. Uh, when he's in range, man, he does not miss tackles. And you know what? That's important for a linebacker. You've got to be able to make tackles. I still have questions about his ability to read stuff and get off blocks, but I thought on Sunday he played very well for a rookie. What did you see from Van Dresch?
0: Yeah, I mean... Uh all over the field it felt like he was making all him and demarcus lawrence were making all the tackles you know and so um he was just flying around guys don't get off of him you know like that's the thing about him is that like once he gets his hands on you you're going down you know like it's it's he looks like a at times he looks like a uh a calf roper You know, cause he's, cause he's like, cause he, cause he's got, he's on his knees, he's got his arms around you, and he's like, and he's wrestling you to the ground, and you're not, I mean, you're not getting away, cause he's huge. It's, it's weird. He hits, he hits guys kind of, at a very great, a uh, good level, and then he just drops his weight and he squeezes, and he just you like know, he, does, he
1: doesn't go high very often. He's no, almost he never goes, around he the never, waist or the ankles. Yeah,
0: exactly. And, and so, and so when he does that, he gets to you around the waist. He's got long arms. He wraps around you, locks up, and then, like I said, he's two hundred and fifty-five pounds. So you're not like you're a tight end, uh, you're not getting away. It doesn't matter, you
1: know. So especially not a running back. I mean, you, you may just be It's an interesting it's an interesting dynamic though cuz you weird. look at him and it, he gets an, You would it think gets like their... he's the most powerful player ever and, and he's not, but that's okay.
0: Hmm. It doesn't matter, you know, because he's so fast and quick that he can arrive like a sm- a guy, you know, that's probably 240, 245, 235. Uh, and then the difference is, is that he's got much longer arms than those guys, and he weighs twenty five pounds more than those guys, so he you know twenty pounds more than those guys, so he you know he gets there he, and he may not lick you it may it may not be like Jalen Smith and maybe it will eventually but but he'll he'll hit you solidly wrap up and then you're going down like it's you're not gonna go any further
1: so yeah I don't know if he'll ever be a big power guy because that's just not his game his his game is being a very reliable tackler. And that's fine. If, if, and and if, when you're fast you're,
0: like if, that, that, that's that's extremely valuable. You know, like if, right. when you and, arrive quickly and, and you ta- tackle solidly, that's
1: that's useful.
0: Extremely useful. And I think,
1: I think he makes a lot of sense as a weak side linebacker in the NFL today because he can just get to anywhere he wants on the field. Uh, probably the most impressive play that I saw from him. And I know people are going to look at the screen because that one was kind of flashy and fun right before halftime. But the Lions ran uh, just an underneath route with Golden Tate. And, you know, it was a play that they designed well. And basically they were having Golden Tate come all the way across the field against Van Der Esch. And they were thinking that Tate would be able to get to the edge and get the first down on third down. And didn't fool Van Der Esch at all. He went right for Golden Tate's legs, got him down, and I think they were forced to punt. So, I mean, just he, he is a, an incredible athlete. Um I'm curious to see what he's going to look like once he gets a little bit more experience because, like we mentioned, 15 starts is not a lot of football uh, for a linebacker. But overall, a very solid performance it's, by Van
0: Der Esch. It's, un- it's crazy that like a guy who really has not played a bunch of football is so technically sound as a tackler and so instinctual as a linebacker. Like... I mean, you know, that's the thing I expect is that you see a lot of these guys get out here and there's just so many moving parts. Things are moving. I mean, playing linebacker on any level is hard, honestly. Playing linebacker in the NFL is almost impossible. I mean, this body's moving every which direction and there are schemes specifically designed to fool your eyes so you know the fact that he was able to come out here and thrive after you know playing 15 games of course people should be skeptical of that like that's ridiculous and it's also a lot like the you know the randy gregory coming back and actually being able to play after all this time it's like that doesn't make any sense in your head but when you see him when you actually see the guy in the field you're like oh that's how it works i I mean i the the way I'm looking at it is the only way that it could work, you know. And so, uh, and it's, it, you you talked about how. When you see v- Vanderesh, you think, "Oh, he should be this huge power player," and and that like you know that how could he play will linebacker? You and I have spoken before the season. That it's pretty clear Leighton Vanderesh would be the Mike and Jalen Smith would be the Will once Sean Lee left because that's just if you look at him, that's what they look like. But when you watch them play, it's the opposite. You know, Absolutely. it's Jalen Smith yeah. is the guy blowing dudes, guards, and everyone up when he's engaging uh, and tackling with incredible power, and Leighton Vanderesh is. Fl- Lying all over the field, like he's sideline to sideline, like and knows where he's doing, knows what he's doing, making tackles for loss. I mean, you know, you you talked about, you're right. I mean, you you talked about that incredibly impressive play, but I'll talk about the screen. There were four guys out there for two (laughs) for two Dallas defenders, and really only one guy that any four of the four could have hit, and that was Leighton Van Leighton Van avoided all four of them. Got behind him, them, and made a tackle for loss on a screen. Uh, you know, like, uh, I mean, uh, to say that that's impressive. Like, for again, a guy who's played fifteen games of eleven on, not fifteen games of like, Division One football, or he's played fifteen games of of just eleven on eleven football. Guys, like, it's a completely different sport than six man football, <laughs> and 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 so for right. him to be doing this, like, you know, there's just some guys that. Are, you know, we talked about it with Ezekiel to a certain degree, and he's like that as well. The the really great players in the league, like, they're great athletes, of course, but there's a component of their personality or their level, their type of athleticism that sometimes they're perfectly made for that position. You know, like Ezekiel Elliott, there's something about his, the, his clockwork, the, the way he sees things, his feet speed, all that thing together as a package— he was made to be a running back. Randy Gregory, his natural bend in his body, the explosion that he can create, the strength that he can create despite not weighing a lot, the ability to explode off the ball of the corner, his body in like a weird angle. Uh, you know, those are, those are things that there's a lot of stuff there that can't be taught. You know that can't be coached into you or you know worked into you by you know certain types of works out workouts. I think there's an element of that with Leighton vanderesh too. I mean, there has to be. Otherwise, how does a guy with so little experience play a position that requires so much instinct and plays it with such a high level of of instincts that it, it's you know there's something about his makeup that clearly he, he was very well primed. To, to play linebacker in the NFL.
1: I want to have a conversation about the Cowboys linebackers in the long term at a different time. Not today. We don't have enough time today. But, like, what what's the plan going forward with Jalen Smith, Leighton Van Der Esch, Sean Lee? Uh, I've got some interesting thoughts. We'll talk about that in a little bit. I want to talk about the cornerbacks before we go. But before we do that, I want to tell you guys about Vivid Seats. We all love a night out, whether it's seeing our favorite band in person or being there in the crowd to cheer on our favorite team. With Vivid Seats, you can attend the concert, show, or sporting event of your choice at a great price. Vivid Seats is a top source for tickets for all live events you want to go to. You can sort by price or look for seats in the section and row of your choice. To make things even better, Vivid Seats is giving listeners an exclusive promo code for new customers to receive $20 off orders of $200 or more to save you even more money. Just go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Use promo code On for $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. Every purchase is packed by a 100% buyer guarantee. From the biggest concerts and games to the hottest theater, more, Vivid Seats has it all. Download the app and enter promo code LOCKEDON for $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let Vivid Seats help you get to your favorite live event. All right, Landon, we just have a couple minutes left. I want to talk about the cornerbacks. The Lions did not target Byron Jones at all. I think Pro Football Focus said that they didn't even... That's that's a fact. They didn't even try to throw at him once. Chidobi wouzier they targeted most of the game. Um, I actually thought he played really well. The receivers and staffer just made some incredible plays. Are you concerned about Chidobe at all on the other side of Byron Jones? No. I mean, I, I think,
0: again, uh, the numbers are, are not great. But I, I, first of all, I, I think... F- I'm always going to provide the context, right? But Galladay is a great player. Let's let's be clear here. Like, I mean, I think if, if you're not aware of who Galladay is, I mean, you probably could speak to it better as a more of a larger NFL guy and specifically a guy who did the NFL 1000 for wide receivers at one point, weren't you? You could probably tell me yep, yep. Be- better about well, Galladay, he, but
1: he's just a physical freak and he's yeah. just starting to learn the position. So exactly. he's a you know a guy that's six foot three, 220 pounds has always been a good route runner, but I think. Even as recently as a couple weeks ago, the Lions have basically come out and said, he's our number one receiver. And you look at Marvin Jones last year and his stats and Golden Tate, what he did, that's saying a lot about Galladay's ceiling. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I think yeah, I agree. And uh, Galladay is to me a very kind of AJ Green type player. Just, but I mean, yes. instead of being coming into the league fully formed, he's been a kind of a a project to get him there. So, uh, and now it's, now that project is is being realized. So uh, just to add that context, and then on top of that, like I mentioned before, I think there were several of these passes where the pass rush needed to be there sooner you know a, a couple of these rushes where you know the the wide receiver got into his route ran his route and then was allowed time to make a move to try to get open for uh uh the his quarterback once he saw that things weren't uh you know playing out the the way that they were designed so I, you know i feel like there is a you know as as ugly as some of the numbers may be pff targets and stuff for for uh uh it's Adobe. the key here is that is he is he you know is he uh Challenging the, the the pass is he is he there you yes, know absolutely. when the ball arrives and I think that's when you look at these passes like some of some that one that was on the far sideline where Chadovi dove like at first I thought had intercepted it but I didn't think there was any possible way that Galladay had caught that ball but it he did that was just an insane combination of throw and catch that you know like you know, talk we talk about the the uh, the you know the impossible to defend uh, um, you know play and that's you know to a certain degree you know there are things that that, that Matt Stafford can do that uh that are you know <laughs> the reason that he was the Rare. number one pick overall yeah, you know He's, he has a skill set that's uh, that's unbelievable so uh you know I think a lot of those plays that uh, Shadobi gave up were plays like that that you're just like well, what are you going to do unless the pass rush is going to get there there's no way for them to stop that you know so that's that was my thought process there uh, but I think the, that yeah, I mean, overall, Chid- Chid- Chidobi, I thought played as ba- about as well as you can for a guy who gave up all those passes. You know, like uh, you know, quote unquote, gave up all those passes. So, sure. And then Byron right. Jones is Byron Jones is you know. The God man, I mean that guy. Cornerback <laughs> one on this team, he's playing he's really quarterback well. He's Cornerback one in the league, man. Like, I mean, unless somebody wants to throw at him and challenge him, like, let's do it, bro. Let's mix it up. But yeah, uh, next I,
1: next week should be fun with DeAndre Hopkins and potentially Will Fuller. That should be an interesting matchup because yeah. They move. They move Hopkins all over the field. and They're not afraid to target whoever. So now the safety play—that's play, be...
0: that's, that's a whole different story. But <laughs> yeah, corners, yeah, yeah. corners, I feel pretty pretty okay about. Brown kind of struggled a couple times. I saw on. on I think they, on that. You know, the, the cover three is always going to be susceptible to the, the slot wheel route. Uh, that was the thing with Jadobi. Uh And then I saw Brown. They they made a completion underneath, and he allowed the guy to growl it to get on third on, down, outside yeah. him. Yeah, outside of him, and and co- convert the third down. He can't do that. But you know, other than that, I thought they the corners played mostly okay, despite you know some of these numbers. Jordan Lewis, uh, uh, Jordan Lewis had to mention. I mean, come on, man! You come out here. I, I only <laughs> noticed you coming on the field one time, and uh,
1: turf monster gets you, and it's just like uh, it's no, over. It's frustrating. Um, I, I want to have a bigger conversation about the safeties, but we'll do that tomorrow after we watch yeah. the the all twenty two. Uh, the last note before we go, Brett Marr kudos to you four for four on field goals made the game winning field goal you've seen the kicker play across the league so far and it's been spotty at best uh, for a rookie kicker to come in and make a game winning field goal on his first attempt there uh impressive uh, and that's going to c- who Go else ahead. needs
0: kudos for that because i think let's let's give it where it's due the coaching staff needs kudos for that yeah this guy has made uh, seven straight kicks since he missed his first kick and and i think that's that's shown that, that they, they may have made the right decision. on Not that Dan Bailey hasn't been bad or anything, but this guy hasn't been bad. The, you know, this guy's been good, so they clearly made a, a pretty good decision with him.
1: And every time he makes one of those big kicks, the Cowboys are just going to have more confidence that he's going to be able to come up in the clutch like Bailey did for for many years for the Cowboys. Yeah. But that's it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow Landon at McCoolBCB. You can follow the show at Lockdown Cowboys, and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we will see you next time.